The following podcast has been approved for restricted audiences only. It may contain adult themes, expletive language, sexual content, and some graphic nudity. Cartoonist producers must insist that no one takes this podcast or its content seriously. Sit back, grab a drink, and cut to the podcast. Episode 3. And the 3rd of December. Christmas already. Ha! My gosh, December. Do you remember when it was March? No. <laughs> Do you know what? It feels like, honestly, it feels like last week. How are you getting on? Yeah, yeah, not bad. You know, like, we're still in lockdown. Yeah. I assume we'll never do this face-to-face, even though you're just across town. Do you know, like, even if we did it face-to-face, I don't even... How would it... Would it have the same dynamic? Because we'd be sitting talking to one another, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be, the, it'd be, wouldn't be us weird. talking... Because I'm talking to you, but I'm also talking to you you and you. To be honest, Martin, I don't think I'll ever actually see you again. We'll just do it like this no. now. You know, like, there's no yeah. point. Yeah. I'm not travelling into town, like, 20 minutes to come and see you. I can just look at you like this. It's fine. It's fine. On the subject of December, Finn, we're now, we're now reaching Christmas territory. Shadow. Where from? Are you fucking kidding me? Mate, I've spent like fucking <laughs> half an hour trying to... Where? I, I wanted to move, move your head there. Like, where's that coming from? How... So I... Was I... Was I over here, like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is something for everyone. Like, I've spent like two hours, like, rejigging this setup because basically this is all my kit and I was out on shoot, so... You were you were doing the same. So anywho, December, talk to me. So December, as I pour this fine fine can of Stella. So December. So speaking of December, I received uh, a little gift in my inbox this week, and there was no message along with the gift. It was a wee transfer link. So I downloaded this link. Um, you know, didn't didn't Sounds really dodgy. think twice about malware or uh, viruses. I just downloaded it. I thought, oh, gift for me. And I'm about to share with you a small segment of this gift. Now, Martin, it's good to see you. I know you've been a very good boy. Uh, what you, 21, 22? 24, Santa. Now, I know you're very good at the war zone. I hope I don't meet you in the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know you're working very hard on tunes in the house and you help me out the care home. I'll have to look in my sack for something really special. Mm, I, I want. Yes. Do you think maybe we can get Martin a PS5? Oh, well, I don't know about that. I'll have to see. I'm looking for one first, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is actually a five, five, four or five minute video That's from Santa awesome. in the North Pole with a, featuring his little elves and their Santa's dog called Muffin. I didn't even know Santa had a dog called Muffin, but he does. And if you want to watch that, head to cut-2.com and you can watch the whole clip there. You know, I can't, I can't believe what beautiful timing this is because I pulled together that segment in, in particular and shouted out on social media to those guys, FNM Media. Oh, just today, just today. Just today, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were obviously awesome. busy, but don't worry, I was representing. Um, I think it's, a, it's an awesome idea. Um, I am already... Uh, because I've got loads of nieces and nieces and nephews <clears throat> across the globe, so I'm uh, planning ways to basically send a few of those messages. But yeah, I think it's awesome. 
What, a, what an I awesome think... dude as well to, to send you that. That is nice. Where, where's the PS5? That's what I want to know, Santa. Yeah, amazing. Shout out to Ryan and FNM Media for that because that, that really made me ho, ho, ho. Santa's, Santa's pissed, right? Like, Santa's, Santa's definitely a drinker, right? Oh, yeah. You have to be. To do those video messages every day, a bunch of snotty kids, fuck that. I'd be a full-blown alcoholic if I was Santa. So speaking of that, speaking of that, so we've had a few comments from um, people, including the alcohol that we drink. So um, I had another comment where someone asked me, um, are, are you actually like getting as drunk as you seem? Yes. <laughs> There's a bit from last episode where you, you, you you slurred your words so beautifully, <laughs> like. Do you think always sunny in Philadelphia is better? Yes, like you couldn't you couldn't act that shit. You know, it has to be it has to be true. So yeah, yeah, of course we're drinking. Like yeah, like people drink, right? And yes, we are drinking. Um, so that was quite funny. Uh, but the other comment that I got uh, was that Finn, when are you doing shout outs? And so I, I am now duty bound to do a shout out mm. to my sister Ema down in London, south of the wall. Cheers, Ema. Here's to you. From the field. From the field. Finn, how has your working week been? Uh, my working week has been, yeah, pretty busy. Um, as you rightly know, I, I commented that this podcast is becoming a full-time job. There's been a lot of remote facilitation going on with clients wanting to create content. Had a great conversation with an ambulance service in regards to Fosho Crew, which is launching in January. So it's full steam ahead. I'm creating a lot of e-learning just now. Um, alongside other um, teachers as well, creating e-learning as well as my own. So yeah, between between that, um, essentially, you know, not getting them on board, but booking in my first few crew members to first show crew and cut two, it's been a full on week. Um, but the most interesting thing is facilitating a professional Zoom call. So I spent hours and hours working out the best settings to record Zoom with. And in a nutshell, what you wanna do is to record the Zoom call that you control into the cloud, uh, and that allows you to record the gallery view and the speaker view separately. I got my client to record the four audio files separately to their local drive. So then I had the four audio files separately. I had the gallery view as a separate video and the speaker view. And you can set up like basically a multicam edit with that. Um, you're still limited by quality and how I'm sure you'll explain it too is that you just go into reverse. So you start from light and sound where the person is to what camera they're using to their internet speed to how it's being captured or recorded on that side and all of those points are points of failure or just points of terrible quality i take calls here for work all the time and the first thing people go is like wow i love your setup and then I have to like kind of downplay it and be like, yeah, but I've spent a year. What else was I going to do at home with all of my equipment that used to be in the office now here in lockdown? Yeah. I just chucked it in, chucked it into this tiny space. Um, so yeah, it's it's been full on, man. How about yourself? Yeah, man. Like I had, uh, amazingly, I had a commercial, small budget, small crew. Nice. It looked awesome. 
yeah man it was so good to like get out there and actually shoot something and like it was such a great job to have as well because the client was so easy going we basically had full creative um, control I was shooting it my friend Paul Barry was directing it and um, we, we were working with a lovely actress called Jen uh, and then a bunch of guys came to help out you mean working for free Martin do you mean unpaid labor exposure bucks aren't a thing exposure isn't gonna pay rent exposure isn't gonna pay bills no no they were, we were all paid I just I actually don't even know what I'm getting paid because that is a Terrible business business decision. No, I know, I know, but it but it was it was literally like I've got this small job. Do you want it in? There is budget to pay, or if you really want to, we can spend that budget on hires and just get some cool shit and make some. Cause it's the only time we make something cool. So that was production this week, and then Tunes in the House, another fucking huge week for Tunes in the House. We've announced this massive uh, project called Kaylee in the Care Home, where it will awesome. hopefully see us putting a virtual Kaylee together, an hour-long show uh, with guests with different performances, a big collaborational project, um, and we're gonna be putting it out to every care home in Scotland, which is a huge logistical challenge, and we're still not all the way there yet, but we're getting there, and we've got about two weeks to, to wrap everything up, so that's amazing. And then finally, we brought out a Tunes in the House tune book, which is also very awesome, and about six months in the making. Real awesome. Who was the first, Martin? Who was the first? Who was the first? I'll need to check my order. Nah, it was Finn. Finn got the first book, he's getting it Sign. I'm gonna put red yep, lipstick on. Yep. I'm gonna kiss the inner page. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would prefer you to um to to paint your buttocks with red paint and then just sit on it for me. But no, the tune book came out. Um, uh, that's been amazing. amazing. My dad spent such a long time putting all the tunes together, and uh, myself and and Davy Hunter, the typist, put the typesetter. Sorry, put um. It looked great. Fucking a, a lot of hours into it, man. So pre-orders are now live, and uh, it's almost sold out. It's almost completely sold out, which is amazing. Nice. Any money taken in from that will go straight back into the platform and hopefully allow us to match fund for our big Tunes and House Festival when it's safe to do so. Man, it's been a tough year for, for anyone in music because as you rightly know and as I'm sure our audiences do, most music and, and revenue from music is from live performance. It's not, it's not, it's like Spotify does not fucking pay musicians no. at all. No, like it's depressing. No so it's either direct fan base um, or through live live performances and, and gigging. Um, so great work on that front. Let's mix it up, Martin. What do you got for me? All right, so. <laughs> I'm not even ready for this. Wait a minute, three, two, one, and. So bad. So, I am a huge fan of Disco, you heard it here. Disco, people that know me know I love disco. Oh yeah, you've got one of these oh as well. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> smooth as fuck. This is this is why we need this produced. We need we need a series producer yeah, ASAP. Yeah. So a lot of people who know me well know that I love disco, funk, soul, all the feel-good music from the 70s and 80s, right? And uh, I love this disco so much that I actually have a pair of these. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and so for my mix it up, I wanted to give you a little bit of an insight on in what it's like to be here, spring cleaning on a Sunday. Because every Sunday, I tune in, and I actually have the collection of these where you can't even, this is actually a, probably a world first on cut two, because you can't find these online. But on a Sunday, when I'm doing a bit of cleaning, what I like to tune into is an old TV show called 
Soul Train, right? I remember Soul Train. Yeah, so Soul Train yeah. uh, was a huge, huge show in the 70s, 80s, hosted by Don Cornelius. Rest in peace, Don Cornelius. If the show is still going, it's not the same Soul Train it was. But Soul Train essentially was like the top of pops for the music back then. It was huge in the in the in the black community over in America. There was lots of amazing uh, dancers, lots of incredible artists. Like the golden years for entertainment in the seventies. And they and they 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 dance they dance they dance down the down the line, don't they? Down they the middle. The soul Is that the line? They have the yeah, soul train yeah, 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 line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know and the, the dancers all dance. Fucking yeah. amazing. So I've got like the amazing best of soul dances. train, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. incredible. They're all they're all pro dancers, but oh, you've ruined it. You've ruined it for me. You've ruined it. They were just regular people, Martin. They were just regular people. Are you kidding me? They are not regular people. No fucking way. Come on, are they Martin. Regular people, you're but... ruining this for me. They were just regular folk <laughs> back then. They were, everyone danced like that. They were just regular folk. Don't listen to Martin. They were just regular folk. There's so many amazing performances in Soul Train from so many greats. But tonight I wanted to show you, and I've got two. I'm going to make a decision now. I'm going to show you a bit of Barry White. Uh, oh. So fucking groovy. Yeah, man, disco, funk, uh, no one can deny. Like, if you met someone that didn't like, they were like, oh, I hate disco, I hate, I hate funk. You would have to, you'd have to fucking, like, karate chop them out of there, I would say. Yeah. This is probably you know? a bold statement, but like, do you not think that, and I know this is just like a window into the 70s, but do you not feel like the 70s and the 80s were like yes. total golden years for, yes. like, like the best of the 70s? Yes doesn't even yes. come close to the best of the 2020s, like right now. Of course, of course. Uh, but yeah. what you're talking about, Martin, is nostalgia. And as you get older, when you get to your 30s, if you're nostalgic now in your mid-20s, you're going <laughs> to be a fucking bowl of mess in your mid-30s, my man. <laughs> You, you, you've got, you've got a lot of nostalgia to look forward to. But yeah, like, of course, it's fucking awesome. Like, it's, you know, it's a sweet, sweet era. Um, you know, free drugs, lots of sex, um, largely unprotected, I would, I would assume. And, and, and like, you know, just people were, people were free. It was, it was that, like, golden, golden bit, like, post-60s, pre-80s. It was a, yeah, window into our funky souls. Yeah, fuck. I miss it. And I was never there. So Finn, I've funked it up. Now it's time for you to mix it up. What have you got for me? Well, I've got something to most definitely provide some balance to your funk. And I think the hoodie is a hint. What do you think of the hoodie? Do you know Rorschach? Oh, oh yeah, from from the Watchmen. Well, yeah. Well, that that's 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 the character based on the uh, the psychologist who designed these these prints. So they're mirror images and they'd say, what do you see in this image? And you'd be like, a woman with big tits. And what do you see in this one? A woman with slightly bigger tits. You know, that's the whole joke about it, right? Um, however, the band is Hagen. <laughs> that looks even better with, the, with, the, uh, with your natural hair. My sister, who got a shout out earlier, her boyfriend's brother is in this band. He's the guitarist. And so I just, 
came across them. I was helping them out with some lighting stuff, and um, and they sent me a freaking hoodie. Like without, That's like sick. it just arrived in the post, and I was like, oh, this is like what? And then it was like, so super excited. Um, and their music, they mix some really interesting, interesting themes. And so I've been listening to a bunch of them, right? Nice. And I, I wanted to give them a shout out. So shout out to all the boys at Haken. You guys are doing a great job. But let me show you two songs of theirs. One's from an album, but the first one I'm gonna show you is just a little social ditty that they, they shared. So this is titled Jazzfinity. I love the use of condiments. <laughs> Pretty sweet, eh? Yeah, really creative. Yeah, so all they've said is um, a jazzy thank you for all our fans and friends out there. And this awesome. is what I've learned about awesome. um, about you know f folk who love rock and metal and things like that. Like people have assumptions of of who they are, but man, they have varied interests. Like my older brother is well into his heavy heavy music, um, and like he's that's not him. Do you know what I mean? He's not just like a heavy heavy metal dude. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's got nuance. Um, so let me follow up with one of one of their uh, more recent songs. Um, and this is called Prosthetic uh, from their most recent album. Like the drums are incredible. Just imagine the mosh pit going fucking eight. Yeah, totally, totally. And if nice. you want to hear hear the rest of it, go to cut-dude.com and we will link you directly. Or go to um, Haken Official. Yeah, really cool. I like. I've never really been into like heavy heavy metal, but um, I could. To I totally appreciate like the, there's there's obviously talent there. Well, it's it's progressive, right? So so it's not it's not all like that. Some of their earlier stuff I've been listening to, and boy, like, it, it is incredible, like, the influences that, um, I guess, mix in with this type of, like, really fast-paced, heavy music. Um, some of it's really melodic, some of it's almost, like, Gosh, like I'd I'd love to I'd love to hear from them where some of the influences are. Um, but you should check out some of their earlier stuff as well. Great, great driving music. Great rage music. It is great, great rage music. Do check them out. Awesome bunch of guys, and I got a free hoodie. I'm a size medium, by the way, guys. But awesome work. I, I love I love learning learning all about your musical tastes. It's great. I, I was thinking that I was like, I bet you Finn doesn't know. I bet Finn doesn't know how much I love disco because it's all, like only really my mates from school will know it because those are the like in house party scenarios when someone gets the ox that's when you start to get to know people a bit more like you know like from the minute they put on like a song it's like right do, do i want to be friends with you or are you yeah, a fucking are you a fucking weirdo 
So news to me, the segment where we each bring a piece of news and we discuss. Now, I ain't got no news. I'm sorry. It's just been one of those weeks where like, I haven't really, I, like, I didn't even know it was snowing today. I haven't left the house in many, many days. So I really don't have that much. So I'm going to swing it over to you. I'm going <laughs> to knock it over your way. What news have you got for me, Finn? So I've got some pretty interesting news. It was definitely news to me, and I'm sure it's gonna be news to you. So here we have rules for gunfighting. Now this is from the United States Marine Corps. So this is a list of rules according to the Marines. The hard ass, bloodthirsty, some would say child murdering, peace defending Marine Corps of the United States. The heroes of America. I'm half fearful of my door being knocked down and being dragged off into the <laughs> night now. I'm gonna read you out some, some, some of the key, some of the key rules for gunfighting. The first one I think is a pretty good one. Be courteous to everyone, friendly to no one. You need to read between the lines there like, what, what's the difference between courteous and friendly? Courteous is like putting up with them. Friendly is being nice. <laughs> so there we go. So you can be you can be a rude, mean cunt to them in a courteous manner or just not being friendly. I, I like that's very sharp, Martin. I think there's a marine in you yet. I mean, you'll have to ditch the disco shit. That's for sure. I might not make many friends. No, <laughs> and, and neither did I with the introduction. Number two is also a good one. Decide to be aggressive enough quickly enough. Because you can imagine in a gunfight that you need to decide quickly whether you're gonna be aggressive or not. My argument would be sometimes they decide too quickly. Number five's a personal favorite and it really kicks you in the balls at the end. Be polite, be professional, but have a plan to kill everyone you meet. <laughs> Doesn't it make you feel worried that number five um, have a plan to kill everyone you meet? Like everyone you meet. I get that though. I get that though. Cause imagine you're in a, like a proper hostile environment when all women, children and men could all potentially be a threat. Like I've seen enough movies to uh, gather that it, like they're very hostile places <laughs> and you have to be prepared. So I get that one. I don't think, I don't think that one's too crazy. You do have to be prepared. And I get, I get the politeness as well because I, I guess that like obviously an altercation is the last thing you want. If you have the ability to defuse situations, then that's also as, as valuable for everyone. This one's questionable. Always cheat, always win. The only unfair fight is the one you lose. It's like they're brainwashing them. But that sounds real American, doesn't it? It's not a good thing though. You know, the only unfair fight is the one you lose. Like that sounds like a fucking Trumpism right there. The last one, number 13, I think's a really good one. And it relates to any industry uh, where you're not actively trying to kill someone with a, a firearm. If you are not shooting, you should be communicating. Yeah. You know? I wish even a quarter of my clients had that one embroidered on their pillow. Agreed, agreed. But I mean, it's not just clients, it's just people. <clears throat> um, people are generally poor yeah. communicators because it takes active work um, and time and people are generally lazy and selfish. But I have hope for humanity, but I'm gonna start following more of these rules so you just fucking watch out, people! So there we go, man. That that was news to me. I'd, I'd never come across that before. So I hope you all found it interesting. Check me once. Check me twice. It's check one, two. What do you got for me? 
So this is something that's been around for a long, long time and a lot of people may know about it, but I've never actively told people about it because it has really upped the production quality of my productions. Here's a little, little secret mm. tip from me. It's called Neat Video. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I'm editing a real commercial that was shot in very low light. And yes, yeah, so I thought I would bring this to the table because I'm relying on it heavily. And it was only today where I realized, wow, this shit, like I always knew this shit was amazing, but this shit really is fucking amazing. So Neat Video is essentially a denoiser. It's a denoiser that works incredibly well. It costs maybe a hundred bucks. Martin. Yes, Finn, in the back there. We have viewers and listeners who aren't filmmakers and videographers. What's a denoiser? How could I be such a fucking arsehole? Okay, sorry. All right, sometimes when you are filming in the dark, your camera isn't super great in low light. Therefore, you get grain, like noise, like artifacts on the screen that really degrade the overall quality. Sh shitty quality, right? Yeah, shit quality. So what Neat Video does is it essentially cleans up the noise. And there are a few apps that do that. DaVinci Resolve has a great denoiser. There's a couple other plugins, but nothing really comes close. I've used them all, I really have. And for a hundred quid, you can um, get Neat Video and it is pretty amazing. So you essentially select the area in the video um, a clean area of noise and the bigger the, the better so the more noise you can see the more you can get in there before you start showing people's faces and things like that the better it analyzes that and then it will clean out that noise and it does a, a mixture of uh, blending of pixels and various other things to get really the, the, the most insane image um, I'll show a couple of examples of where I've used it but in in many cases it has saved shoots for me like it really has like really difficult shoots on mirrorless cameras in the in the dark this has saved me thousands and thousands of pounds of reshoots. So, highly recommend questions. Are you using that on Premiere Pro? I use it on Premiere, I use it on After Effects, but it is available for many other editing apps. One thing I would say is it's very hardware intensive. It's a very intense yeah. uh, thing. But what I found out today is that it is also the only plugin where you can actually um, go into the tools, go into the settings, and you can um, specifically pick the the drivers, the cores, uh, and the like, the GPUs that you want to free up for this app to work. So you can make it work really efficiently, and you do have that customization where you can pick and choose how mm, much RAM you want to use, how many things. And there there aren't any apps to do that, as far as I'm aware. Um, and it, and for me, like when it would normally take 40 minutes to render you know, a 30 second sequence, it takes three minutes, which is insane. I mean, that obviously I've got a decent computer yeah, behind nice. me, but um, even on a laptop, it does it does do well. You just, there's a lot of customization there. So that's my check one too. Listen, that, that's a good check. I use it myself with Final Cut Pro and likewise, it has saved my bacon on, on a number of occasions. Um, uh, the, the problem I have with it sometimes is that um, as, as you say, it's looking for a part of that image that it's got a nice amount of free um, information. Whereas if you've got a real messy image in terms of stuff on screen, sometimes it's really tricky. And if you don't have a similar uh, shot that you've that you've filmed in yeah. the exact same settings and everything in the exact same light so Sometimes the results aren't ideal, but better than what you would have uh, would have put up with You can't polish a turd is the old classic phrase in in uh, <laughs> in filmmaking is if you if you shoot it terribly um, You know the, how many times when you were coming up did you hear oh we'll fix it in post we'll fix it in post 
That old I'm so classic. guilty of saying saying that. Get now. out of jail free card. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, let's let's spend three hours in post doing it rather than spending ten minutes right now. So Finn, that's my check one two. What have you got to recommend or not recommend for me this week? I do have something to recommend. Um, so I'm quite interested in you know swindlers, people who are trying to use. Um, the art of misdirection and um, skill to, you know, from pickpocketing through to like, you know, big, big affairs of, of um, swindling people out of like all sorts. So the modern real shitty equivalent of that is like fake gurus as they're called online. Oh. And Bro. these these are these are people. I get targeted by them a lot. You want to earn six figures a month? Well, then spend six figures on my training course. Yeah, yeah. They're they're all selling courses. They're all selling courses. Um, and the question that everyone should be asking is, why are they selling a course if they are making six figures a month? Totally. Why? Totally. Oh, because they want to. Oh, the answer is that they want to give back. They want to help people. They want to like share the wealth, man. Exactly. Yeah. A, a lot of them are fucking lying, cheating scumbags. Um, I've met people like this. I can name people like this who I've cut out of my life once I knew that they had this ilk to them. Um, I find it really nasty because I I like being nice to people it makes me feel good and i would feel terrible being terrible to someone else but these people have no problem being terrible to other people there's loads of people out there in the world right that's why we live in a shitty world so what i love is a couple of youtube channels the first one i came across is called coffeezilla and he's an american dude and his channel has recently just hit 200,000 subscribers I came along when it was like 120 uh, pre-lockdown and it's blown up over lockdown because lockdown has accelerated people being targeted online who are looking to improve their life. And this is the sad thing about it is all these people are taking advantage of people who just want one thing, which is a better life for themselves. We all want that, right? But they're targeting people who don't have the, the acumen, the ability, the intelligence, the hard work, any number of things, the lot in life, so many things that they may not just have to enable them to do it by just watching a fucking course. So it pisses me off. Personally, it pisses me off. Because I, I train people myself, so I understand the challenges that people have, even with a really good trainer. Um, and I like to think that I am a good trainer. So anywho, CoffeeZilla, check him out, go to Cut Dash 2. The other one is a UK guy called Mike Winnett. That's W-I-N-N-E-T. He's not like um, necessarily like really uh, <laughs> like charismatic or anything, but boy is he authentic and he's funny and he just says it how it is. He's a successful business guy himself, but he now spends a lot of his time spending his own money going through all of this shit, trying out the scams, doing the training courses, going to the events and fucking breaking them down. Does he ever call them out? Oh, all the time, all the time. And then, then they get a little tit for tat and stuff like, he, he's on the right side of history. You know, they're the ones, they're the fucking swindlers. So one of his videos, how to get an Amazon bestseller with a blank book. Basically, he sold 49 copies, right, that's all, of a blank book. There was nothing in the inside on Amazon, and he was able to say, I'm an Amazon number one bestseller. 
and his video goes through how he did this. Now, of course, he has 60,000 plus followers, but he only had to sell 49 of them, which he could have just purchased himself. I I've sold more than that, which ends in this. Exactly. You could be an Amazon bestseller. But this is what a lot of these <laughs> fake gurus do, is that they, they spend their own money, they, they rent the Lamborghini, they rent the they rent everything, they yeah, make it totally. look like they've got it. It's a sales yeah. scam. The, the hilarious part is Amazon accepted the book, it went through their process, and they accepted a blank book. There's nothing on the inside. Just all blank pages. <laughs> their approval process. So watch the video, it's awesome. Follow this channel, Mike Winner. He, he, he's, a, he's a pretty funny guy, I think, but uh, he won't be to everyone's taste. Coffee Fazil is the other one. He's a, he's a young, cool dude, um, quite funny as well. So there we have it. Awesome. Shall we? Cut to! Oh! <laughs> You'll have to sync that up in uh, post-production. Oh, that's all right. I, I'm looking forward to the edit. I'm gonna have it done by Sunday. It's currently two past nine on Sunday, and I'm just starting the edit. Fuck my life. Oh! Couples Therapy is a segment where we each bring uh, a personal issue or something that's on our minds, and we discuss. So Finn, take it away. You're mid-twenties, right? 24. Or 21, according to Santa. So I'm, I'm mid-thirties on the other side. 36, decade in between. When I was your age, <laughs> didn't didn't feel like an adult, and yet I could vote, I could be drafted to be called up to war, you know, I could drink, I could, I could do all those adulting things. It's been a running theme year on year that I've never really felt like an adult. Ah. I'll just summarize quickly some thoughts on this. So by the time my mum was my age, she had had all of us kids. Six kids she had had. That's, that's proper adulting there. That's proper like 80s, 90s adulting. I assume other people out there don't feel like an adult either. So that's it. I, I don't feel like a fucking adult. I'm still waiting. Like when, when am I gonna feel like an adult? Like I look like an adult. <laughs> And it's not like I feel like a child. Like it's not. It's not that. Like I'm not. I'm not immature. I mean. I mean. <laughs> I mean. Come on. You know, I mean. Come on. I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. Um. I. I don't feel like an adult. I'm. I'm definitely doing a lot of adult things. Do you know how I, I would class it? I would say I'm adulting. I found myself thinking about very similar things because there's a lot. Of, I, I've got a lot of friends from from home who are in uh, totally different uh, stages in their lives. You know, some are settled down with kids, some are still in college, some are running businesses, and it's an interesting. It's an interesting subject. I don't feel like an adult either, but compared to when I technically became an adult, 18, bro, I was not, I was a fucking such a young little stupid kid, right? When I was 18, even 19, even 20, I think it wasn't until I was 21 where I properly started to, everything from before that was a bit of a blur. You know when you're really young, you don't really remember your childhood, like really like like bits of your childhood. And I've, I like, that's kind of like me up until I was around 21, 22. So for the last three, four years. Was that, was that all, all, all the drugs was it, Martin? It was definitely all the drugs. I can't wait to season 11, episode one. I'm gonna ask you. Right, Martin, 10 years on. Are you a fucking adult yet? Have you grown the fuck up? I'm holding like two <laughs> kids. No. <laughs> Do you relate? Adulting to success. I'm married. That's a big chapter in life. I've got a mortgage, like I've bought a place. That's a big chapter in life. I've got a university degree. There's there's a big chapter in life. I have 
traveled and moved country, like I now live in a completely different country than where I was born. There's a big challenge that lots of people don't even, don't even do. And I've started my own business. I work for myself, which surely should contribute towards like, you know, adulting, which, you know, I don't really know what that means, but I kind of get what it means. I can't really explain it out with, see when I wake up in the morning, I don't see, think or feel like I remember yeah. my parents being at the same age. 10 years from now, Right, I'll be mid 40s. I remember what my dad was like in the mid 40s. Yeah. I don't think I'll be, be like that. that. Like, am I a product of my time? Like, I'm a millennial on the back end of millennial, like on the on the older end. Is that what it is? Is it I, because I of the internet and technology and yeah. and 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 commercialism and uh, and having access to to so much. I don't know, like I don't have kids. That's the only that's the only big like thing. So if anyone is out there with some or most of the other things that I've done and have kids, do you feel like an adult? And if you don't mm. feel like an adult, fucking tell me about it, man, because like I I like I guarantee you if I have a kid, I won't feel like an adult. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? I feel like the kid thing is definitely one of the bigger moves as an adult yeah but i i have a niece who i've been very very close to helped helped raise changed her nappy do you know what i mean like proper once but like i i have felt like i have helped a young person develop from baby through to 10 years of age and that hasn't that hasn't helped <laughs> Well, you know, you never know. You, it might, it might change. Your your situation might change when, when you have kids or if you have kids. Well, um, it always will. It always because will, yeah. you know there's a whole new level of responsibility required and, and and life, like a whole amount of life that you need to dedicate to that. So well, your your life is over. Is is my attitude? Your life is over. Your life is now devoted to raising that child, and that's where most parents get it fucking wrong. You know, I'm saying that without a child. <laughs> Yeah, Easy up. for me to say. Drink it, drink it, drink it. <laughs> so, so um, I, I appreciate your um, your questioning um, and and your insight, uh, but I'm no closer to, to feeling like an adult. I think that's fine. I think that's just the world we live in now. And that's my diagnosis. I fucking agree. Yeah. Cut to. Martin, couples therapy. I'm one half of this couple. Talk to me. I want to talk about burnout. Burnout is something that I experience very often. So often now that it doesn't even feel like burnout. It's just like a constant, like, smoke. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, analogies of, of, like, burnouts. But I feel burnout all the time. I've got a lot of stuff on at the moment. Sometimes it's, it's very overwhelming. There's a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of pressure. There's just so many moving parts and it's easy for someone to say I know someone who would who needs a bit of work experience they could do that they could do this <laughs> um, you know you could pay someone you could pay someone like and that's fine like listen I could pay someone or I could find someone to help me with things I want to do but as you know that doesn't help like that just adds to the stress of 
having to either train someone, fill them in with things, spend hours with them explaining, then having to worry mm -hmm. about things getting done, then having to monitor the things that are being done. So it's like, it's like that doesn't help. Although it sounds like a great idea, it does not fucking help. And you'll know this from first-hand experience. So I'm burnt out, man. I'm, I'm so fucking burnt out. This has been a really tough week. A lot of amazing things have happened on the face. And from the outside perspective, it looks like I'm doing really well, but I am so burnt out and I burn out all the time. When you say burnout, what do you specifically, like what is the result? It's like you overwork yourself to the point where whatever you're trying to do just isn't happening. So you're just either going in circles. When I burn out, I don't stop. I still continue doing, even if it's just a minimal amount of something. I don't, I have, I like in the last like eight months, I can't remember the last time I had like a proper day off. Um, and when I burn out, I turn into this fucking snappy, uh, uh, like shit needs to be done now. Like, you know, cut, like no time for anyone. Impatient. Yeah, like I, I turn into this proper cunt and it's not nice and I feel low and it's like a mix of like, it's like so much stress, man. Like stress is such a big part of okay. the stuff that I'm doing, and it can be rough. It can be rough. So I wanted to bring up burnout, and I wanted to know what you do, how you combat it, how you deal with it, how you cope with it, because I know you you deal with it. A lot of people probably deal with burnout in some form. Just at the moment, it's just fucking like even things like prepping for this podcast, which should be a fun thing, it isn't fun because. I'm having to worry about how much time I'm putting into that and then how much time I'm losing from the other thing. So it can become really overwhelming and I wanted to hear what your thoughts were. So what you're explaining there is exactly what I go through, especially in 2020. Pre-lockdown, pre I had two staff. One of them is still with, the other one is not. And the other one left of their own accord to pursue other ambitions, which I was very happy about. But at the time I was like, oh, I've just spent six months training you up. You're at that point of being able to fly solo and you've just been like, I'm gonna go. And I was just like, this is exactly the problem. So it is difficult because Really, the only thing that you can do is to is to build a team of specialists so that you can spread the workload, ensure that they are committed to doing this. We are perfectionists. You're a perfectionist, I'm a perfectionist. We work well together because I trust you in your perfectionism and your skill, your talent, your way with people, and that I know that you fucking care. So there's a level of trust that I know that I can go Martin has it. And if something goes wrong, which things go wrong, I know Martin has it, right? You know, because that's the important part that most people miss is that they think, oh, if, if it goes wrong, then... And it's like, well, no, because they just need to fucking fix it because shit goes wrong all the time, right? And you fix it. I fix it. So we're, we're, we're cut of the same clock. And so in terms of burnout, I burn out often. Burnt out the other day and I got so exhausted to the point that I couldn't really do just general stuff. Just general stuff like making a cup of coffee just seemed like too much. Yeah. Fucking up to here. So so what what can you do, Martin? So there's there's something that I came across recently. Oh, you know it was? It was fucking Casey Nysat. 
Oh yeah. The most powerful thing you can say is no. If you can say no, that's the most empowering thing that you can do, especially as a creative or as, as a business owner or as someone who works for yourself. One of the things that I don't do enough is to say no. I just see opportunity. Right, I'm the exact same. When you're working for yourself, you don't know when that next opportunity is gonna come around the door. So, but then it all stacks up, right? Like you were saying the 10 projects, like don't commit when you can't commit. I don't commit to people unless I am 100% sure that I will do that now. Cause I've been through all this. Like I did, I like essentially like I'm 10 years on from fucking being where you were fucking burning out. But unfortunately working with people who weren't very, um, on the same wavelength. You need to be able to say yes and no at the same time. And some of the ways of doing that is like to say, that sounds amazing. I would love to do that. And if I have the time, I will let you know. Cause then you've essentially said, you, you know, you've- You're not closing doors. You're leaving it ajar. Yeah, exactly. Cause you need, you need to develop relationships in this business. It's a great bit of advice that I took on yesterday. So if anyone else is in similar situations, definitely take that into consideration i'm definitely a, a yes man in that i will say yes to a lot of things before even fucking thinking through whether i can actually do it for example you want to do a pre-production before we started this at seven o'clock yeah no problem knowing damn well i was probably gonna get a call from my producer probably gonna have to do 10 other things didn't even have beer in the fridge i said yes anyway and when did we, when did we start this we started this like two hours later because of that so it's just little things like that i just uh, it's my management Overall, biting off more than I could chew, that needs to be addressed. I think that will that would set me off in a in a good direction. Right, Martin, blatant plug. <laughs> this is our opportunity to either plug our own shit or Ah, <laughs> oh, that was terrible phraseology. This is our opportunity to plug our own shit or somebody else's. It's what it is, it's what it is. So I'm gonna plug my own shit. Like I said, Tune Book is out. This is a book of Scottish tunes that coincide with uh, the first season of Tunes Out. We're now in season six, which is 600 videos later. We have 100 episodes in each season. That's 100 sets. That's not even 100 tunes. In each set you get sometimes three or four or five tunes. So my dad thought about the learners and the people who weren't super confident to join the group and play along. Let's make a tune book of all these video sets so people can then play along at their own pace and then join the group and expand this this amazing community that we have. So the first tune book is on pre-order. We're gonna be getting it in the next week or two and then dispatching on the 14th. We have very few left, but I thought I would just plug it anyway because it's been a long time in the making. Like it's it's a lot of work went into this book. It's not just a music book. It's like documentation of this journey that we've been on in this first season. So it features live comments from Facebook, which are fucking hilarious. Like some of them are fucking amazing. A lot of them are from <laughs> older people who are just trying to figure out how Facebook works. So they'll see someone else in the comments that they know, like Maggie, and then someone will just comment and say, oh Maggie, what are you doing on this? Like all this shit. Like there's some really funny, and I what haven't held back. What is Maggie doing on this? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, come on, Maggie, what the fuck are you doing? 
But um, so I've just taken these like fully raw comments, misspell everything, hilarious Scottish lingo from the older generation. It's all plopped into this book. There's photos of uh, the performances. My dad's written up uh, little paragraphs for each of the sets, explaining either the person nice. who's brought the set to the to the, the project or uh, a bit behind the tune, a bit behind the location. So even if you're not a musician, it's a great little place to learn a bit more about the project, learn a bit more about Scottish music in general, and then as well as that, the book itself is a tribute to all the musicians who helped lift the project off the ground in that first season. So all their names are on the back, and it's a really, it's a really nice thing. Um, and I'm glad that it's finally seeing real life because a lot of time was spent on it. I was so excited to hear about it when when you first explained it. Uber excited to to buy one as well. I think it's such a, a celebration. And, and you don't need to... I can't read music. Neither can I. I'm not even a fucking musician. Yeah, but when you see it on the page, like, it, yeah. looks, it looks like artwork, you know? Like, and plus, you've added so much to it. Like, the QR codes as well that you can just scan and it'll take you to the video. Um, like, that's really valuable. So for that, sitting on a coffee table, like, I think every home in Scotland should really have one. And realistically, like, expat Scottish in America, Australia, anywhere in the world, like, there's more Scottish out with Scotland than in Scotland. It's a little nugget of history. Like, it's 2020 history. Like, it, it is incredible. Like, I'm super, super, super pleased to have number one signed by both of the founders of the project. Both Martins. Yeah, yeah, I forget that you're a junior all the time. I, I should really no. You would love that. You would love that. Blatant plug! I'm being selfish this week. It's the other thing that I've been working on, um, which is Fosho Crew. So this is this is pretty poignant because you'll know firsthand that I've been talking about this for like years two three years yeah easy it's a difficult task if you want to do it properly so what i'm not doing is creating video tutorials or like adding videos online it is education so i'm essentially starting a school called fosho crew it's a school on linkedin that's my vision for it it is a new world school for 2021 and it's designed for professionals who need to create content but it's not their day job they've got other shit to do they could work in a marketing team, a communications team. They could just do a job where they need to share video content internally or on a newsletter or on social where they want to be communicating with video. And we think it's easy. It is not. It's not easy to get it to a standard where it's representing yourself and your brand effectively. And that's the most important thing. Some people can do it and I tip my hat because they're either innate or they've put the time and effort in. But there are a lot of people out there that want to improve that and get a greater insight as to the approach, what equipment to use, what training they should really be undertaking to learn these skills. So essentially I'm condensing a four year uh, degree and 15 years experience along with a Marcom's professional and a creative industries professor to create a suite of education and equipment packs. So you get equipment, you get the training, and you get the support. So we're there for you. And the more people that are on photocrew.com sharing, asking questions, we will further develop the platform to tailor it for 
the living and live requirements of people out there who have a day job that need to create content like us. So it doesn't remove us from the mix. I am not providing a solution that is going to do videographers out of business. It ain't that. It is not gonna stop me creating professional content for people, but it will satisfy audiences not having to put up with shitty content. <laughs> You know, there's so much shitty content out there. So much shitty content. It's too long, it's not audience focused, it's not designed for the channel correctly. It doesn't actually achieve their objectives because they don't know how to communicate them effectively using audio-visual communication. It's a complex beast, but you can break it down and make it simple. And I've spent the last three years retraining, educating myself, developing the skills and formulating a full package, which is Fosho Crew. So there's my fucking humongous, long-winded, blatant plug, and it launches in January. Um, awesome. Whether it's <laughs> taking the boots off. They're starting to hurt, hurt my heels a wee bit. I'd love to see you dancing in them all night. I'm usually much drunker when I've got these on, so you don't really feel the pain of it. Much drunker. Fuck's sake. Much drunker. Fosho Crew, awesome, man. And mm. that's a testament to how much work you put into this. Not, not just designing this, but also looking at other similar models, figuring out what the fuck is wrong with them, and then making sure that those mistakes aren't prevalent in this venture, so. Thank you for saying that. Of course, like you said, like, there's just so much bullshit out there, and um, you need to be wary of what services are out there that really provide that quality, and I feel like For Sure Crew definitely provides that. Thanks, dude. I'm fucking, I'm fucking pumped. What is it? It's like fucking late on a Thursday. Like just so people know, it's like 10 past 11 on a Thursday night. And I am relatively pissed. I hope we're gonna have an, uh, we've had a pre-show. Are we gonna have an after show? Yeah, probably. I've got some obscene shit I wanna show you off, off camera. Oh, excellent. Me too, me too. Oh, people don't even know what I'm wearing from the waist down, so. Um... If you wanna join the pre-show, sign up to updates at cutdash2.com. We will be bringing out a VIP area for free i'm sure maybe i don't know i might charge see how i'm feeling can i can i just say i are diehard fans if you've gotten to this point you are a fucking diehard fan you're a fucking legend bro there is no <laughs> there's no question you are a diehard fan <laughs> now all, all all i say is that um we will be sharing more with you you do get the episode before anyone else but like there's there's a lot going on as you've just heard. Um, however, we implore you to get in touch with us. Please do. Because here's the thing. We may not be projecting as much to you as you may like, but I assume you're like me is that your fucking inbox is full already. And if it isn't, drop us a line and we'll send you a line back. Like if you want to hear directly from me and or Martin, all you need to do is to drop us an email. Hello at cut-2.com. Say hello. Martin, I'm gonna pick you up because this picks up some of the most important people in our country. We both live in Scotland. We both live in Glasgow. I'm not from Scotland, but I think Scotland is one of the best countries in the world. And I think this goes to show it because recently the Scottish government has announced that all NHS employees, and that includes more than just NHS staff, there's lots of people, they're all getting 500 quid straight from the government paid out of the COVID fund. And I think this is incredibly good news because they deserve it. Absolutely. They're not paid enough. Yeah. 
They're not paid enough, they should be paid more. Likewise with teachers, um, I think they're another cohort that are uh, underrepresented in terms of remuneration. Ugh remuneration and so I think that's incredibly good news and I'm so proud of the Scottish government uh, and let's face it Nikki. Uh, <laughs> Nikki you know who you are but you know it, like I just think that's amazing like that is such great news tell you what I am proud of Scotland yeah. and I think I am very proud of the Scottish government ponying up some of this cash that's going to big business, not not to micro businesses like my own, going to largely big businesses to help people who are helping the whole of society, which includes some of my family here in Scotland. It's fucking great news. There's the pick me up, is that folk in Scotland helping people who need it most are getting 500 quid as a fucking Christmas bonus. You guys deserve it, thank you so much. Great stuff, yeah. great stuff. So, like I said before, um, it's been a really tough year for the country, but it's also been a very tough year for care homes. And the project that we are trying to do as Tunes of the House is Kaylee in the Care Home, where we provide uh, an hour-long, um, special, tailored Kaylee, full of not just Scottish music, but like choirs, Highland dancing from kids and things like that. Lots of really nice things, all packaged up into this neat Kaylee, which hopefully will be introduced by a special guest, one we may have already mentioned, and various other Scottish personalities. And the biggest challenge with this is getting it out to every care home in Scotland, and not just care homes, care services, hospitals, hospices. And for the last few weeks, I've been trying to work with organizations to help us do this, because doing it manually is just, I don't have the time to do that. I don't have time to reach out to like 4,000 care businesses and, and whatnot in, the, in that sector. But the biggest one who I've been trying to get in touch with is the care inspectorate. Now the care inspectorate is essentially like TripAdvisor. I mean, that's playing it lightly. It's like TripAdvisor <laughs> for um, care homes, care services, all the care services. It's a government thing. It's like a nice. mandatory thing. They grade the care, the level of care, um, as a, an essential um, organisation. So I've been wanting to partner with them for a long time, but they're very hard to get hold of. And just an hour or two ago, just before we started shooting this podcast, I finally heard back for them. And they have confirmed that we are now able to send out this content to every single care home service private services home home care every single um oh, entity within excellent. that within that um sector um so we can officially get this out to everyone um which is a huge relief so now it's just a case of crafting this piece of content and working with all these guests and all these performers to to make the best show we can in the next week or 10 days or so so yeah huge huge weight off my chest you know such a nice feeling to know that you know this is going to be seen this is going to be available you know it's going to be put in front of the people who really will appreciate it most this christmas so so that's my that's my pick me up fucking result yeah excellent. big time big time excellent news well done well done and nothing but hard work blood sweat and tears and more to come you lucky man yeah <laughs> yeah i'm still recording um i've got 55 seconds yeah. let's wrap it up okay Martin, crack an episode. Whew. A lot for you to cut. Enjoy. Uh, don't forget, don't forget if, if you want more of this, then do follow us on all the regular social media channels. 
continue to, you know, grab a drink, sit down, enjoy, cut to, go to cut-to.com for more. Martin, talk us out. I'm literally looking at my camera screen here. I've got 22 seconds before this cuts out. So that's 20 seconds. So, all right. So if you enjoyed the episode, leave a like, subscribe, hit that bell button, yo. Um, all that bullshit. Let us know that you enjoyed the episode. If you didn't enjoy the episode, also let us know why. I've got eight, ten, nine, eight, seven, seven. Okay. Uh, 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 okay. So now that now that Martin's gone, we can have a proper conversation, just you and me. And boy, has it been a long night. That Martin boy can he talk. Boy can he 